Body High in Fort Worth Prison. Well, good morning, y'all, and welcome back to the Bus Sessions podcast with the Caleb Darty Band. I am Zion Napier. I'm not Caleb Darty. <laughs> no, he's not. Um, we had ran uh, run out of backup podcast, and so we're here at my house, just me and my brother. It's the Bus Sessions podcast with Caleb Darty Band minus the bus uh-huh. and minus Caleb Darty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But you know, we're still gonna have a good time. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna put out an episode, and actually, Darty's had some things come up this week, and and uh, I invited him to come down and record this. I just had a back operation uh, yesterday, and technically, I can drive right now, but uh, <laughs> I don't uh, think you want to get caught on a technicality for that one. No, but. Uh, so, so here we are. So, uh, me and my brother Caleb here going to do y'all a little episode and and kind of talk about we found our ways playing with each other, you know, throughout our musical mm-hmm. careers in I don't know, I guess three or four probably different settings. Yeah, and uh, to the point to where we are now, where I'm starting to slow down and he's starting to kind of. Pick up and spread his wings. I don't know what you call it. And but at the same time, put on the brakes. Yeah, it's kind of a weird. It's a weird spot you're getting in. old too. Yeah, it's weird. Don't travel as quick as. <laughs> no, that's been the whole weird thing about it. But no, and traveling. We talked about this in a previous podcast. I hate traveling. Like the more I do this, the more I hate to travel. Like we're planning on going on vacation and on fall break. And I'm already dreading it just mm-hmm. because you try, I mean, playing music, you travel so much and I'm just, <laughs> it definitely it it feels like work. It. Like I remember being like a, a little kid. I mean, we didn't take a lot of trips, but like if we did, it was kind of exciting, you know, because I was like, all oh, right, get out of here, you know? Right. And, uh, which is great. That's a lot of fun, but I didn't that you kind of lose that feeling. Now. I mean, I, I still have it. Like I enjoy travel, you know, but it definitely like there's, I've done it so much for music that I, the, you kind of turn on a little bit when you're like, okay, we're hitting the road, and it's it's not uh, as fresh and as exciting as it is when you're when you don't do it all the time. No, it's it's definitely not, and you know, unfortunately, I mean, I don't know. That's just part of the game, I guess. Yeah, I don't mind it. If, if it's close, I don't mind it. I know you've been doing a lot of flying. I've been yeah, taking that's you to the airport <laughs> at like the butt crack at dawn, and. Yeah. I'm not a, I, and I'm the kind of guy that's not afraid to get up early, like yeah. get up five or six. It's no big deal. But I've been taking me to the airport at like two o'clock or having yeah. to get up in like three 30. I'm just like, well, that's, that one that's night. where that's late enough to the point to where I'm going to merge into oncoming traffic. And yeah. And that, <laughs> we don't want that. No, and that's without but, the back operation. Right. And, uh, but that's just crazy. I mean, yeah, the one night. I didn't even go to sleep. Well, I did a little in the afternoon. I think I slept for a few hours, and then I just got up. I know the one night <laughs> you come over and stayed, and I finally yeah. said, I uh, I finally took a nap for like an hour and a half yeah, or so like before we headed out, and I would have been better off if I just stayed awake. Yeah, I think I might have dozed for a half hour or something, but I knew better than to fall asleep, actually. <laughs> but uh, talking about all this traveling, he's been flying a lot and playing with Kenny and Amanda Smith. Uh, filling in with them, if you want to call it filling in. I mean, I feel I feel out things. Pretty, yeah. I'm a pretty big feller. But uh, if y'all are going to be in uh, at the Flying Festival in West yeah. Virginia, 
you'll get a chance to see Caleb three different times. He'll play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll be sick of me. <laughs> yeah, he'll play bass with us, and and he'll play banjo with Don Rigsby and banjo with Kenny and Amanda Smith yeah. out at the Flying Festival. So we'll go ahead and give them a shout out. Yeah, Tim uh, Corbett. Yep, Tim Corbett, and uh, and give another shout out. We'll be at uh, Marshall, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see the. 27th? I think so. 27th. It's the last weekend, Eighth. the last full weekend, I do believe, yeah. in uh, July. Mm-hmm. So that's coming up in a couple weeks in Gosh. Marshall, Michigan, and that's always a End of a July. Big... Dang, how do we get here? <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. But that's always a big jam festival, and we'd love to see you all there. Yeah. But, uh, oh, the Farm Jam. Well, this probably this might not be up by then. Yeah, I don't know. Well, if, if you saw us at the Farm Jam, we love you. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think that's a party. I'm not really sure. I mean, they oh, would, is it? Is it okay? Sorry, I, I, don't, I don't know. know. I mean, you, I'm sure they're not you're gonna turn uninvited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're gonna turn anybody away. Yeah, we'll no. just put it that way, okay? But, uh, anyhow, so we'll get back to the point here, I guess, of you know how we started out and where we've kind of went and how we ended up back together. Mm-hmm. And uh, won't you go ahead and it started us off with, oh, man. Uh, gosh, where we started. All I remember was a light, yep. and then yep. I heard crying, and then uh-huh. some guy hit me, and then I heard Zion playing his mandolin, and I was like, dang, yep. let's do that. No, no, I mean, basically, I mean, gosh, we've played music together forever in a bunch of different realms, and uh, like... I don't know family bands settings. I which prefer I the mean, quantum realm, honestly. The quantum realm, yeah, that's my favorite realm we've played in. We sting like the wasp, stink like the wasp. No, the uh, I, I didn't play though in the family bands that you did growing up because I was just a, a wee lad mm-hmm. and hadn't started playing banjo yet. And it when I and then even when I did, I wasn't you know. It took me quite a few years to be able to play with folks and uh, so i i mean we I, I would say probably our were we we in lonesome highway before we played an orchestra together no i didn't think i don't so. think so i think that we uh, maybe maybe because i would have been a senior when you was a freshman right? yeah that's how that worked so yeah lonesome highway would have been probably before that i think it was because Logan was a grade above you. Yeah. So it very well could have started before I think then. It, I think that that was, I think that was it. Was that the first time? Was that the, that was the first time we played together? Like officially. Probably. I mean, we grew up though, me, Probably. Zion and my dad, we all like, we played together at the house. I mean, uh, I don't I can't tell you how many nights we'd set up, you know, dad would have speakers set up and he'd have me and Zion come in there. And he'd, you know, be playing these songs or I know uh, when Zion was learning, you know, he would have, he would have you like play a note and be like, sit on the other side of this door and tell me what note this was, you know, right? stuff like that. And we played a lot of music together, you know, the three of us uh, growing up and then, um, you know, at jams and cookouts like every weekend seemed like anyway. Yeah. The fondest memories, you know. Prior to you brought up the gospel, the family bands, uh, the gospel travelers was, uh, was a lot of good memories for me in that mm-hmm. with, you know, playing with grandpa. And, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, his mandolin there is actually yeah. hanging up on the wall here. The Alvarez. 
And uh, he all he uh, then that was a ring and son of a gun too. Man. And he, Grandpa always played with the capo. Yeah, and he had played the open chords, and so he just he would let her ring. And uh, but and another thing I remember, Grandpa always always kept a case or two on hand of the Martin SP <laughs> yeah. guitar strings. Yeah. He loved them. He things, loved them. Man. A lot of people. A lot of people do like even them. like the Martin Vegas mm-hmm. that he uh, for the banjo. That's what. Oh, he, he used. used Martin Vegas. I'm pretty He's sure. He's a Martin man. The, huh? the pink box. Yeah. I'm yep. like, ugh, Grandpa, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, popular <laughs> string. I mean, they're still a popular string today. Uh, yeah, they they and they sound good on on certain banjos. Just any banjo that I've owned. Well, I'm not. Uh, I haven't used. I I'm mean, talking about the SPs. I don't, I don't oh, know about Martin Vega well, banjos. Yeah, I guess that's true. The SPs are good. Yeah, yeah. That's what a lot of people. I, I don't think in the circuit. Yeah. Really play the SPs, but I mean they're still a popular. If you yeah. go to, if you go to any music store, I mean it could be a, them, a hole in the wall. Yeah, they're gonna have Martin SPs hanging them. on the wall just because they say Martin on them. Right. Yeah. But yeah. they're not a bad string. They're not. I'm more of a black diamond man. <laughs> I'm, man, yeah, he put one set of black diamonds on me. I know never this got is changed. like we're derailing a little, but do you remember those DR strings mm-hmm. that were out for a while? Man, I, I think they're still a thing. Are they? If you get on just strings, I feel like I see you can them. buy them. I, I feel like I've seen them on there. Shoot, I remember working at the music store in Seymour. I worked there for when I was in high school, a music store called Music World, and um, it is actually. Uh, originally it was owned by a guy named Rick Lawless, which is where I got my banjo. Uh, and I took like six months of banjo lessons there from a, uh, a Indiana uh, banjo champion, Dennis Markham. Um, great guy, wonderful banjo player. Um, but then uh, Rick Lawless, he got sick and uh, passed away. And then a fellow named Andy Guernsey bought the shop, which is actually Jeff Guernsey's nephew. And uh, but Andy, he was he was pretty I didn't know smart. It was his nephew. I thought it was his brother. Yeah, no, it's his it's his nephew. Okay. Um, he pretty good dude, and uh, but he he got some of those dr strings in, mm-hmm. and I could get them for like two dollars a set from mm-hmm. him, and so I was like, man, these are the best strings ever. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I they see, weren't they weren't. I think they're still fairly cheap. They've got a new set coming out that I had seen on there, and then I seen the Chapmans talking about it. Mm. Uh, couple weeks ago there string joy oh i tried some of those are they any good um i didn't like them i know that they're just coming out and i don't know how many different how much variety they have yeah and for some reason i want to say like the set they have right now is not phosphor bronze but i don't for the mandolin no just guitar i don't even even think they have mandolin strings yeah i don't know i think you know, I don't know. I, I feel like they were phosphor bronze. They don't have if if they have different varieties, it ain't very many because yeah, it's still coated. like a lot of places don't have. They're coated. Yeah, they're supposed to. If I quit hitting my pop filter here, Excuse they're us. supposed to be like they're supposed to be got like joyful I, and stringy. The, the way that they coat them. Is it's supposed to be different, like the winding on the string. They coat the winding instead of the whole string, kind of how Clear Tone did back in the day. That's what it is. They yeah. coat the they coat the winding. Mm-hmm. I just like that in my brain. I mean, I'm no engineer, string engineer, but I feel like that defeats the purpose because, like, the whole point of coated strings is like you're keeping gunk out of the the canyon mm-hmm. of those windings, and yeah. I don't know. It just feels like a lot of dead weight because all of that wrap. Is why like is coated even yeah. on the spots where your strings don't even touch your fingers. 
Yeah. But I try to set that. They were, they were okay. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I put them on, I had them on like two days <laughs> and I bought some Diodario, uh, the excess. And I was like, yeah, get these bad boys off yeah, of here. They, they uh, when, when Elixir, when their patent come up for sale or whatever, and Diodario got it or whoever bought it. Yeah. Whatever the case is, the, the excess strings are where it's at. Yeah. Um, I got Corey turned on to those. Yeah. They're, yeah. I, I, he the, loves them. The XS and the XTs, they're really good. Mm-hmm. I dig them. But anyway. Anybody, you know, <laughs> if anybody knows of any new string companies, I love buying new strings, whether oh, yeah. they turn I, out to be junk or they turn out to I be great. I really enjoy wasting money. Yeah. I like That's to try why new I play strings. bluegrass. That's why. <laughs> But uh, I also have a banjo for sale. If you guys want it, <laughs> two grand. So during deluxe, come up with a little plug in here. Love you, bye. <laughs> We're plugging. It's all had tra- zero traction online. It uh, might be too expensive. I don't know. Let me know. But it's a good banjo. I don't know. But anyway, it's a banjo. It's way too much for me. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> but. Uh, Anyway, I derailed talking about Grandpa and his yeah his strings, but but no, those were fun memories for me. And then playing in River's Edge and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, I think that but like Lonesome we, Highway, I think, was our first how old actual group probably that we played together. Yeah, I think I was what fourteen, fifteen. I was fifteen when we started. No. That sounds a little old. It does. You're right. I'd say you, I mean, 14 sounds closer. You're probably 13 or 14. I think I was 14 when we started Lonesome Highway. Just a little baby. No beard or nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I, no beard, I don't no know. belly. I, I would have had to have been 16 or 17. That's the math. I guess, but... But yeah, <laughs> yeah that was the Man. our high school band that we... It was fun. We, we did some in. stuff. You remember when we did we, the... Yeah, yeah, um, we, we did stuff. There was a theater up here. Uh, the Crump. The Crump. Mm-hmm. Oh, the Crump. Man, and that name, that tracks, too. <laughs> it's, it's. I mean, I think that... I keep hearing that, like, oh, we're going to buy it and make it nice again, but it's not happened yet. No, the, the Bartholomew County or whatever, the city of Columbus needs to buy the Crump. And... Put money into it and turn it into a historical thing or whatever because it is you know it's got a lot of history there yeah. in town and it's and it's cool to see you know I mean the Crump isn't like a great name but <laughs> I mean it's cool to see in downtown Columbus it the, would be the a, marquee yeah and everything you know it's it, you know and and it can be nice when we played there I mean it wasn't awful I mean you didn't want to dare I mean, go downstairs I did, I did find like a half smoked cigar from a homeless man in downstairs yeah yeah I'm pretty sure yeah homeless people <laughs> sleep in there of the night if it but, wasn't so crumpy it wouldn't be a bad name <laughs> right but we did this like Columbus got talent thing that I'm pretty sure was just a sham for like money laundering if i don't know but we did that and that was probably the biggest well we went and played down at burksville kentucky didn't we yeah we oh burksville. gosh that was about as far as we went mm-hmm. with that unit but um, we played somewhere that was televised on local <laughs> yeah. local tv yeah but. it was um 
Since Scottsburg? Scottsburg? Yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Scottsburg. I think there's some videos online still of that. Yeah. Don't go look them up. No. Sorry. Don't, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, it's not. It is cringy. Yeah. It's all get out. You won't recognize this even if you find it, so <laughs> no. it's okay. <laughs> no, that was that was a pound was, or two uh, What ago. was it? Pig in the Park or something like that? It was like a big I don't remember. town thing. I remember the guy that was emceeing or the guy that was putting it on thought I was gay because I played <laughs> mandolin. That's awesome. And, uh, like, like, I mean, are you? I, yeah, married and two. Well, I mean, you Kim, know, there's, I don't know. We're not going to go down that road. <laughs> but, I mean, just the stereotype. Explaining to do. Uh, yeah. And he, you know, you know what I just remembered is Scottsburg for you. But. The Tom, oh, the Tom Hardy shirts with the, like, felt and the wings and the, yeah. like, the big bold, like, oh my yeah. gosh. Those that were, was, that was a popular look in that it time. It was. At that time. What, what year, okay, let's, let's, let's date this. What were we thinking, like, that would have 07, been, 08? Yeah, that would have been 2007 or 2008. <sighs> Dang. We were hot boys. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At least we thought we were. Right. And. We weren't. You know, I was getting ready to graduate high school. And that, like, everybody was wearing. Oh, my gosh. Like, all the country we went people to Kohl's. and stuff. I remember this. We went to Kohl's, and we bought four of those shirts to match. Yeah. And it is so embarrassing. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad that that's not a thing anymore. Yeah. I think I wore shorts and a T-shirt and a ball cap at our last show. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's nice. It is. I, you know, because it's so hot. Like, I don't mind dressing up nice for oh, an, yeah. for an in- inside show. Sure. Or, you know, something like that. But, man, when it's 90 degrees outside, the last thing I want to wear is a long sleeve button-up shirt yeah. and tight pants. I'm still going to look and presentable. And I had holes in my shirt, brother. Oh, man. I did. In the pits or no. around the belly button or what are we talking about here? <laughs> no, my pocket. My oh. little pockets. They're getting well, holes It was also in. like a 4th of July thing. I think everybody was just waiting for us to explode. They thought we were one of the fireworks. Mm-hmm. I looked like this one. one's kind of a dud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We played right after a metal band. Man, that's always what you want when you're doing acoustic is to line up a, a heavy metal band and then acoustic instruments. Felt like great. right after. Good times. Which in Lonesome Highway we ran across that all the time. We we did because which was, we played a lot of local stuff and that's just did yeah. a lot of fire station gigs like fish fries yeah and that stuff wasn't too bad because it was, it was generally just us yeah, it was that stuff generally yeah it was just us but and some of the other places that wasn't necessarily a bluegrass festival which was we didn't really play a bunch of bluegrass festivals no, we didn't uh-uh. it was just a lot of i don't know i mean a lot of stuff like we played for one of the political party things here in town oh gosh i don't remember his name um we we did that and just kind of kind of a lot of stuff like that really and a lot of town festivals mm-hmm. and did a lot of private gigs too yeah gosh and you know we honestly we made a little bit of money I mean awesome. don't tell more, the IRS more than we probably deserved <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> Listen, if we made five dollars that's more than we deserved yeah going back and listening to we had we made an album too in the. <clears throat> In the upstairs portion of the Music World store that I worked at as a teenager, and that might have been the jankiest setup ever. And uh, I, we do not have copies. Um, no, I burned them all, <laughs> and we called the CIA and the FBI and told them to take it off the internet. Mm-hmm. And it is no longer anywhere to be found. I know. I remember. 
I recorded mandolin in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Up in, the, in uh, an unfinished upstairs. bathroom upstairs. Yeah, <laughs> had some oh. wicked reverb. Yeah, towels hanging everywhere. But uh, and then we recorded the vocals like in a circle out in the big room. Uh, if you want to call them vocals, well, we recorded the noises we made out of our mouths <laughs> out in this big I room. didn't even know what parts to sing. Oh, which uh, is yeah. you know parts. <laughs> yeah, like. Baritone and tenor, like I had no idea what that was back then. Yeah, we kind of got into it backward, didn't we? It was so weird. Like I don't remember growing up and everybody like, "Hey, are you you know, jump up and do the tenor." Yeah, or "Hey, sing the baritone." Also, just bluegrass in general, we kind of got into it backward. Like we did. Like everybody's like, "Oh, Flatten's Krugs," and then J.D. Crow, and you know, and then they're like Blue Highway, Nickel Creek, you know, and like diving deeper into that. But like, our dad was a big rock fan. And country music fan. Now, our family all loved bluegrass. My papa was a huge Jim and Jesse fan. Rest in peace, Mr. McReynolds. We just recently lost him. And, yeah. Um, but he loved them. And so, and he loved Flat and Scruggs. I did have um, a live Flat and Scruggs record that he had. Um, hey, well, not a record, a CD. I'm not, you know, I'm still but a babe. Uh, but he, uh, I remember driving down to Simpsonville Flea Market with my little CD player in the back seat, listening to this Flat and Scruggs record. Uh, but that was the first time I'd heard him. Uh, but I didn't, for sure, didn't study him. And Dad, when he got into bluegrass, it was Special Consensus, uh, you know, Blue Highway, uh, Kenny and Amanda loved them. Um, people that you know, prominent guitar pickers. Uh, you know, because he was a guitar player, and so he kind of got into that. Ricky Skaggs, Kentucky Thunder, you know. And so me and Zion, as we got older, then we started having to like kind of reverse engineer our bluegrass and kind of yeah. honestly. I, and this is, please don't judge me. I love you guys very much. <laughs> I didn't really deep dive into. I mean, I, we had the 0044 JD Crow in the New South, um, but I didn't deep dive on Crow until we started. You know, till we met the Wassons. Yeah, um, because that leads us to the next band that we started was New Balance. You mm-hmm. know, great name. <laughs> I actually, just like the tennis shoe. Yeah, <clears throat> just just slightly less comfortable. A lot less comfortable. But I, um, you know, when when Lonesome Highway disbanded, and uh, thank you, just set that right there. Coffee refill. Thank you very much. Love you, Jake. Jake. That's my cousin. Sorry, we went through our coffee super fast. Can you tell? We're talking really quickly. <clears throat> but uh, so we went into Lonesome Highway, or went out of Lonesome Highway into uh, New Balance, which was mm-hmm. me, um, Caleb, me. <laughs> and then Caleb's girlfriend. At the time, at the time, and a good friend of ours, which um, we had to t- Mr. Mark right into it. it we at did. First, so, it, it wasn't. Uh, yeah, but not but, too long. But she was there. Um, Mark Mark played banjo for he us. Did, first. Yeah, I was was I he the from, first banjo player in New Balance. He, he was. Uh-huh. And, I went uh, from banjo at, with Lonesome Highway to guitar. And singing lead. And singing lead, if you want to call it that. <clears throat> it's like the blind leading the blind right here. And um, and our younger brother, Garrett. Yeah, and he, yeah, played that's the what it was. He played, and he played bass, and then mm-hmm. Shania eventually um, played, played guitar. But, again, blind leading the blind, I mean, we still we had, didn't know what we were doing. We didn't know what Not was a doing. clue. And when, when it comes to song structuring or anything like that, we, we were still, like, man, I like this song. And... Uh, you ever heard Big Spike Hammer? Not yeah. like this. <laughs> right. And, you know, I remember 
when we were singing songs, we would sing, like, I remember I would be singing like a double lead. Yeah. And she's like, man, this sounds so good. We're so good. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Yeah, no. Like, I, I, you know, thinking about that and like in my mind, I'm like, why did I ever think that, that was like, okay to do? Like, I'm embarrassed. Man, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. You know, I guess. But, uh, so then fast forward a little bit, uh, Shania left the band, and then we, uh, Mark eventually left the band, and then we got um, Ronnie Deaton mm-hmm. to play guitar and and kind of move into the lead, singing uh, part of it, and then Caleb moved to banjo for a little bit. For Yeah, for a split second. For while Mark, a short period of yeah. time while Mark was out, and... Uh, then, and then when when Ronnie joined the band, Ronnie knew how to. Ronnie could sing some tenor, and he was experienced. Yeah. Just to put it in perspective. We were all. You might have been what twenty four at that time, maybe. I was like nineteen, and then as yeah, because these bands, you know, they were. I mean, we played in them for you know several years. Yeah, each time. Stuck. I mean, Lonesome Highway was probably a thing for two or three years at least. Oh, at least. And um, you know, New Balance pre Ronnie Deaton was a thing for at least two or three years. Oh gosh, yeah. And yeah, uh, you know, more. and so New Balance was really when we started getting out and actually playing bluegrass festivals and mm-hmm. stuff and i never will forget the one of the first big shows that we played that i, I felt that that was a bigger show um that was back when don rogers was was over the some of the booking at the meadow green barn but mm-hmm. uh, uh they we went down and played there and that's we didn't know that the wassons uh lived you know five minutes away at the time um but we were just thankful to be down there but ronnie actually ronnie deaton uh, recommended us to Don Rogers. He knew Don um, and his band. See, Ronnie it was probably in his forties or was he in his fifties? Maybe. Either way, he was quite a bit older than us and mm-hmm. had been in local bands around here for, for at least twenty years for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, you know, it, so we knew of him f- through that. And uh, so his band, they regular, they were regulars down at the barn. Well, semi regulars, I guess, down there at Meadow Green and. Um, so we went down there and played there, and uh, but then when this all came back around, we were like, we need somebody to sing, because we we were learning. Me and Zion were trying to learn harmony. Uh, you know, I was leading, and we needed a guy that could sing tenor, and we knew Ronnie could sing tenor like out of this world, and um, so we called him up, and he was also just obviously an incredible lead singer too, and so we we put him on lead and tenor when we. When I when I could and I can't sing tenor very well. I'm trying, but we uh, we no, neither s- one of us are swap that around. I don't know if you can <coughs> tell. Singers. But uh, but yeah, and and so he was kind of. I don't think if you asked Ronnie back then to to point you at a baritone spot, he couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I don't, know he, if he could. I, don't, I don't think he could. He he had to. Now he could work it up. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I think he could. He could eventually it. find it. Like I, it took me a minute to find it. And how I found it was singing with JD Crow. Yeah, very much so. And yes. I eventually, you know, mm-hmm. for me, singing baritone got put into perspective when I joined with Caleb Darty. And well, Caleb, his ear man. He's got one of the best ears, you know, for singing. And They're perfectly symmetrical, both of them. And they are. They're good looking ears. <laughs> Not even hairy. But uh, but he he is just such a flawless baritone singer. He just hears it so clearly, and I mm-hmm. it makes me so mad. 
Yeah. He, he's just good. He, he hears the part. So that helps me. Yeah. And so that he, he has helped me, you know, come along on the baritone spots now. And I'm still learning. Yeah. Singing doesn't come as natural to me as I'd like it to. But Same. I have to, uh, I, I should practice more than what I do. And, uh, but singing with the JD Crow albums. Oh, man. It, you know, the. That absolutely, that totally flipped it on its head for me because when when if you listen to it enough and you finally you under you got a, a small understanding of baritone to where you can hear it when you can pinpoint it singing with jd is amazing yeah i and 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 to be fair i still oh, no, let me be clear <laughs> on the records singing with him well, on the records y- is yeah, amazing. Y- right i never got to sing with jd now that would have been cool yeah but yeah, we, you know we sang with him a lot in the car and yeah the shower and the wherever I was at and listening to him, yeah. which was almost everywhere. Once I discovered <laughs> how incredible that mm-hmm. catalog was, yeah. But it, the, some of those baritone spots are just so weird, like old home place. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I I just found out like maybe a year ago uh, that I've been singing that wrong my whole life. And I'd say a lot of people are. Yeah, too. where it goes, uh, the baritone jumps to like a tenor mm-hmm. for like a line. Yeah, and, and then back down. It's like how do you? How'd and you if you think go back, JD? yeah, and if you go back and talk to them, oh, we just did what sounded right. I guess <laughs> we just did what sounded right. Well, man, you, you know heard it. That's <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, and that's generally that's probably what Earl Scruggs would say on the oh, banjo. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. You know, I just did what sounded right, what I thought I liked. What's what I've heard Ricky say about? I guess it, I think it was Ricky talking about JD and his banjo setting up. He's like, oh, I just work on it till it sounds good, and I'm like. You know, he's got these guys that got the drum dials and, you know, all this math. They've got like a mm-hmm. textbook, which that's great, too, you know, if that works for you. But I mean, you can get consistency that way, right. I guess. Yeah, but, that's the point, right? But if you got, you know, an ear like JD's. It is Kyle well, Perkins. I think he's one that told me. Probably, well, well, he would know. He would. You know, it, it, it's just amazing how, and it ends up being those guys who, you know, a lot of them that end up becoming those, you know, in our genres, you know, superstars and like, yeah. you know, household names mm-hmm. that... I just did what sounded, what I liked, what yeah. sounded good to me, what sounded good to my ear. I'm just like, right. whatever. That's amazing. Yeah. Which we tried that with New Balance. <laughs> it didn't, uh, <laughs> we thought it sounded good, but it, it did help. It helped when, when we got Ronnie and, and it really opened up a lot of doors for us. And then shortly after, uh, that's when we hooked back up with uh, Kyle Clerkin. Yeah. We yep. had, uh, we'd known Kyle. I mean, I remember, you know, being a younger teenager and, uh, you know, playing with Kyle Clerkin and and uh, we were around him a lot, you know. But then when Mark was gone, um, and then I played banjo for a while, uh, and I was, you know, I hadn't been playing banjo very much, and I was trying to still kind of lead sing some too, and it's hard to do that from the banjo uh, as much as I was in this band, and so we were like, man, what's Clerkin doing these days? Yeah. Then we switched to what was double guitar, and, and I remember the, the first practice that we had. We were at Ronnie's house. Uh, it, I guess it was a practice. I don't know. If, it's it outside. Wasn't, it wasn't an audition. No, because uh, we, you know, he was like, this is going to be fine. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I remember it was outside. Yeah. And he had that picnic table out there. And I remember Kyle was a bean pole back then yeah, when man. we first got started. Weren't we all? Yeah. And uh, he, but it, it just felt so good. I mean, I love Clerkin's banjo playing, always have. And it was just felt like an old pair of shoes. And, uh, <coughs> excuse me, he, um, he fell right in, and, and, and we've been just about inseparable since that time. Yeah. You know? And, uh, but we, we, so after that, that would have probably been 2014, 15, 2000, 
It would have been 14. Yeah. No? 13. Probably. No. I don't know. What is time but a construct? I don't know. Those. I'll tell you what, those CDs right over there, whatever the back of the CDs. Well, it says 15, but I know we recorded it before that. And so I don't know how long Clerkin had been with us at that point. Well, I mean, Clerkin joined the band before that. Is, is that what you're saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that that would... So if that if those, it says 15 on the back, then yeah, it probably was 2013. I bet it was, man. Because we probably cut it in 14 and released yeah, it in the 15. Yeah, the first show I think that he did with us was um, Winding Creek in Rocheville, Indiana. Because I remember we, we get there... And we're warming up, and Ronnie and Kyle were already there, and I pull up, and they're on the um, porch of one of them cabins up there playing She's Gone, Gone, Gone. Yep. And I'm like, man, that's a great song. Where'd you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> not my naive little self not knowing, you know? Yeah. And uh, quickly learning. <clears throat> so just to uh, sidetrack a little bit here, if there's any uh, parents or kids listening to this and you want, and you're getting started or getting your kids started, start them off with the classics, please. Oh man. Start them off with the classics because you can, in today's technology, everything is so tuned. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to some of them older stuff, they didn't need it for one. Well, yeah, but two, you can easily pinpoint and pick out harmony spots and other stuff. And it was just, I don't know. It's good to start at the basics. Yeah, I mean, definitely. And not necessarily that it's the basics, but it's where you should start. Yeah, they were the um, founders. Oh, yeah. You know? First they, generation. Yeah, you hit, you know, I would definitely recommend going back, hitting uh, hitting your hitting your Flat and Scruggs, hitting Bill Monroe, you know, yeah. uh, listen to those guys. Um, and then, you know, stay there for a while, but... Definitely hang out, JD Crow, Bluegrass Album Band territory for like ever. You could, you yeah, that's what I'm maybe don't leave. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have to leave the album band area. I mean, I I, I mean, I listen to everything, man. I, I listened. I've got a friend who turned me on to this pop band called The Valley. I've been jamming to, and it's great. But like today, I was listening to a bluegrass album band and I'm like this is it this is where I want to be forever uh, yeah and, and I'm me. still learning like I, here I've been playing 20 years and I listen to that stuff and I'm like long? Yeah, yeah I started when I was 10 good god and I'll be 30 in December and so I'm still I, I hear that stuff and I'm like tag I'm I still learn and uh, so it, you learn at whatever stage you're in in your music you're you can listen to those guys you're going to learn if you listen, you know, openly. well, it's just like y'all were at Crowfest last year. Yeah. And Ron Block, which is, you know, he's one of the best banjo players oh, in the world. Top five for me. And no doubt. <clears throat> and he grabbed JD's banjo. Yeah, the banger. And, uh, you know, they were letting people play it and, and Ron was playing a song and Rod made that banjo sound like. It, he definitely he had to adjust bad. pretty hard. He was, you know, and but that just goes to show you that you know, you put a master's instrument in somebody else's hands, and mm-hmm. you know it doesn't. Well, you also learn. You know, you get to know your. It's like knowing a you horse. Do. Or you do. Whatever. And, but, but, but in in Ron Block's defense, he's got a certain style that and and well i, I wonder and, and how i many. would say that jd would be able to grab any banjo and make it sound oh, good. oh yeah sure but in ron block's defense he's got such a, a mm-hmm. distinctive sound i think he plays sounds like he plays hard i don't know yeah i don't know i i, I but his it. banjo is definitely <laughs> yes. if he does keep on doing it brother. yeah his banjo definitely is set up for him yeah and it, I, you know, I think that's very valid when you can hear when you hear he's got such a distinct tone like you know mm-hmm. that's ron block but and, yeah uh, but yeah, I mean that banjo, you know, 
you didn't play the banjo, the banjo played you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, you you either you got on board with it or it was like, hey, what are you doing holding me? <laughs> exactly. And uh, it's, that it was, was like when we cut Darty Band's first album and I was playing that Ricky's Gilchrist. It I it played me. I didn't play yeah. it. School, fool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That yeah. was too much mandolin for me at that time. And uh, oh, but uh, yeah. So yeah, so New Balance, as that's you know, as that started winding down, you went. To not yeah. well, we hadn't wound down yet. No, um, we were still actually going pretty strong, and then you got the call to go. Yeah, I went with, with uh, the Mafia in the fall. Actually, my birthday on, in December 2015, uh, Blue Mafia called and wanted me to come play with them, and so um, and they were a fairly fairly new band. They were pretty hot at the they, time. They were mm-hmm, had what had been around for probably what two or three. Uh, four no, they've been around for quite a while, but they had just cut their second. Uh, record, and I think because they were Indiana folk, and we got kind of a, a co- they were accompanied with them, yeah, you know, over. And I think that they were, um, that was either I think that might have been their first project on Pine Castle, um, the Pray for Rain project, yeah, because I think the first one was just all I need, I, or I can't remember my cold heart, I think might have been what it was, was the first one, yeah, and that mm-hmm. was just they did it, and and, and uh, so I played with them, um, the entirety of 2016. And you played on. Was it Hangman? Uh, Hanging Tree. Hanging Tree. Yeah. That's what it was called? The Hanging Tree. Yeah. Really? The song was from okay. um, the the um, Katniss Everdeen. What was that? Um, Hunger Games? Yeah. It's one of the songs from that. It was like... Huh. Yeah. Man, heck, it might even been title of a book, but I don't read. I play the banjo. <laughs> yeah. I can't read. I play bluegrass. I don't yeah, know how to What read. do you mean? Um, but that was the title cut of that. And I had a song or two, or a song that I'd written on there that, that they did. And that was a fun year. And, and uh, the end of that year, we played a lot. I mean, we, we played a lot, a lot. And I thought that, I, you know. I still think that you should take that, bring that song to Darty and let him. I want to. Fool yeah. around with it and see what he can. You take, take the prayer out of it. Have thine own way. Man, that was cool having Dave. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. But we Dave's just prayer was good. It was good on the album. On the album, but you're yeah, not going to do that live. No. But I think, you know, if you put Darty's ear to it, I think he, he could make it fit himself. Oh, possibly. for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> but go ahead. Sorry. I um, I played that year with him, and, and we had a lot of fun. Played a lot. And uh, and then the end of that year, uh, I stepped away from that and actually took a, like a little siesta from music, or I thought I was going to. And um, the start of... 2017 see uh well i guess i'm getting ahead of myself so that in 2016 when i left new balance um new balance hired caleb darty in 2016 in 2016 yeah to play in my stead and um then the through that year um they had a lot of opportunities and caleb and, and everybody they played with you play with Rhonda. Um, did mm-hmm. you play on the Opry that went that year with, no. or was that Noodle? No, that was Caleb and and, and Kyle. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that year, they that was what was going on then, and so uh, at the end of that year, both bands had actually had really busy years. Yeah, and uh, I stepped away from Blue Mafia because I was going to take a little siesta, and um, start of twenty seventeen. Uh, Kyle Clerken decided he needed to step away because he was working a lot and stuff from New, ba- New Balance. Yeah, he was working in a steel mill and and uh, just a lot of hours. Yeah, a lot of stuff. And I did he they had was Cade born 
at that time. They, they might have just had their first child or, or was, you know, about to have their first child. Either way, they were, you know, young family. He'd been married for a few years, and he was trying to work hard. And so uh, he, he asked me if I would, you know, come in and play for him. And so before I knew it, I was back. And so me and Zion were together again <laughs> just like together that. again can't get can't get away from this guy no <clears throat> and then uh 20 i guess that we've really just dude kinda, you know what we forgot about what we forget 2015 october i well i got a call um from <clears throat> one mr wyatt Harmon. oh yeah the summer of 2015 yeah yeah which uh, led to a, a stint of three or four years of really fun stuff. Yeah, it did. I got a call from Wyatt Harmon because uh, we'd met him at Bean Blossom through the Wassons uh, doing the boot camp yep. uh, at Bean Blossom. If any anybody had been a part of that, we, we might have taught you one year. But um, Wyatt called, and he's like, hey, man, my parents do a workshop stage at uh, IBMA Bull and Tammy Harmon. Um, and he said, I, I'm putting a band together. Do you you know? Can you do it? And I'd never, I hadn't, it had been a dream of mine to go to IBMA, you know, my whole life. Cause I remember when it was in Louisville at the Galt house. Yeah. I, I had no idea, honestly, what IBMA even was. Yeah. I mean, I'd heard stories, yeah. you know, we yeah. had a, a great uncle who had went one time and, uh, he was like, Oh, it's the best thing ever in the world, you know? And so we'd all, we'd had this incredible expectation. And so when he called me, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, keep in mind this pays no money. Yeah, there's also that. Yeah, we so let's drive to Raleigh mm-hmm. for free, um, and I was eager and willing to do it. And so I don't regret it. No. And so he called me, and I was like, "Yeah, I can do it." And so as he got to putting a band together, uh, he called me, and then wasn't too much longer. Called back, he's like, "Hey, man, do you think Zion would do it?" And I was like, "Oh, I guarantee it." And so we, as a the the combo, the one two punch unit, we went to uh, play with Wyatt, and it was uh, what me, you, Wyatt. I think Ellie Hawkins Hawkinson um, on the fiddle. I don't remember. I don't know I, I Ellie. Ma- Ellie, I can't remember I her last name. And she uh, was a good fiddle player. She was, and um, or is a good fiddle player. Yeah, she's a really busy right now. She's heck. She did play with uh, Greg Blake for a long time and mm-hmm. Jeff Scroggins for mm-hmm. a little bit. I don't know who she's playing with now, but I guarantee she's working. Um, then, uh, gosh, Josh Harris. Yep, from the Trinity, Trinity River. Yeah, yep, Trinity River band. And uh, Jared Lindsay played the banjo. Yep, and we played down there at the state the the workshop stage. Man, and had a great a great time. I mean, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's what the amazing thing about bluegrass is. Is granted, we were doing cover songs mm-hmm. because I mean that's just what we weren't a band. No, we were a throw together band. But when you take at that point, me and Caleb was coming into our, our own. We were starting to. I mean, we'd been playing, you know, some, but and I, we were starting. We were at the point to where we could. I think we can be considered a semi-professional, a semi-professional level at that point where we were. I was a semi for sure. And yeah, and uh, so when you put musicians that are around that same level yeah which is which is what it was it was incredible it was I a mean, lot of fun it was fun fun which fun. one was which was also it was really fun and it's also been really fun playing in these different configurations together mm-hmm. because like i know what you're gonna do before you do it most of the time and uh, i mean sometimes you surprise me but it's not 
super often that you do something that just throws me. Right. And, uh, and there's times that you do, and I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? But it's super cool because you know what I'm going to do too, especially, you know, now playing, you know, when I play banjo or something, which it's different now because I play bass, you know, in the unit. But uh, so it's not as much of that back and forth. But um, no, but but, but, we, but we, that sense of timing. Well, there's that, yeah. You know, with with being the bass and the mandolin, I feel like. It's, um, but when I was playing guitar at the the this, it was the mash tag unit. Yeah. Uh, at IBMA, and uh, that was so much fun because you know we we were we knew we would work together well. We knew why we played with him yeah. uh, at Bean Blossom jamming, you know, and got to get in his brain, which was a scary place. Oh, very. Um, Actually, just the Harmon <laughs> name. <laughs> Is anybody that's got the last name Harmon? Yeah. their minds are scary. <laughs> it, they don't work right. But no, the, they don't. <laughs> but we love them, and uh, that was really fun. And then getting to meet Josh and and Jared. Um, yeah, and all Ellie. the Trinity, all the Trinity. Oh yeah, all the Trinity, the Trinity River. Uh, Those guys are awesome. Folk, they're good. They're nice. And uh, Josh, especially, they, he was one that obviously really, yeah. we got close with. I, mm-hmm. I enjoyed being around him. He was pretty cool. And so we played that. In October, there. Well, I'm putting this coffee down. Yeah, that's a whole ten cups between the two of us. We have knocked it down. I'm gonna have to pee so bad. Um, <laughs> we uh, played that in October. Just imagine asparagus and coffee. Ooh, gross. That combo. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. That'd a, be. Whoo. That'd knock we'll you down. Put a trigger warning on that one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we uh, so we played that in October for the third. We did that three times because I've said it three times. And um, we, uh, people loved it, man. Um, it wasn't too much longer after that 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 Wyatt was getting phone calls, right? Um, yeah. And which what 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 happened in that same time frame? So we're looking. Let's wind back the clock here. We're at the end of 2015. Well, at the end of 2015, I got the call from Blue Mafia to mm-hmm. go play, and um, the show. Uh, so Blue Mafia sent me their schedule uh, in January, what they had. And um, so I marked all that down. And then Mashtag got a call uh, to go play uh, in North Dakota at the, was it the Black Hills Bluegrass Festival or yep. yeah, near Sturgis, mm-hmm. roughly, yeah. Sioux Falls, somewhere like that. Yeah. And um, it's about 30 minutes east of Sturgis. Yeah. And, uh, and I, as I, you know, I had to, I'd committed to Blue Mafia, so I couldn't do that. And so I'd been playing with Blue Mafia that Which year. Which was a shame. I was really sad about that. I, I was really tore up, um, because one, I really enjoyed that and I love, you know, playing with those guys, but, um, it kind of worked out in a way, um, because that was when y'all, they hired Zach Top to play. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh. Zach Top's first show with Mashtag, and mm-hmm. that that kind of that sent into orbit the next unit that me and you were together that was in. It was very special for for a hot minute. Looking at the Spigmo two Award or three, right now, <laughs> yeah, two or three for two or three years. That was that was special. The unfortunate part is none of us could see eye to eye, and I tried to play middleman and didn't get nowhere by doing that. I had that. eyes. But uh, I came in on the end of that one. <clears throat> yeah, Jared Lindsay uh, ended up leaving he after got married. Yeah, and uh, so so when when Zach Top played with us, I was just like, you know, holy crap! 
And so I started putting the bug in Wyatt's ear to do a band, Mm -hmm. to form, you know, make that a band. And uh, so not long after going about doing that, the band ended up being me, uh, Wyatt, um, Maddie Denton, Zach Top, and Jared Mm -hmm. Lindsay on uh, banjo. And that was the unit for a couple years. And yeah. then, well, um, yeah, 16, 17. And then the yeah. end of 18 is when I. Yeah. And then Jared had to, Jared stepped down. He was getting married and, and had some other stuff going on in his, his life. And so he stepped down. And then, you know, just like with every other band that I'm in, I recommend <laughs> The Inevitable. Yeah. My He's brother back. <laughs> on banjo. And so that unit there was a pretty. It was a pretty hot unit. Man, it was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. I, I, and just because it it was the first band that I had ever played with that I didn't feel limited. Yeah. I guess if that's a way to, you know, a way to put it, I felt like there was For nothing. The sake of, I mean, that I know the, not, we're not arrogant. I mean, we just, I, these guys made me feel like I could play anything. Yeah. And yeah. I, and I, yeah, I didn't mean that. And I meant that in like a, a positive way, mm-hmm. like everybody in the band was, was so good. Like there wasn't, I didn't, there wasn't nothing. No, obviously there was stuff that we couldn't do. Like if you're going to pull out some punch brothers stuff and things well, like yeah. that. But I mean, relatively it, there was, there it wasn't just, much that we couldn't It worked do. so well. And we clicked when we got on stage and you know, it, but what, it just worked so seamless. Like I can't, I don't know. Oh, I didn't know if we was running out of recording (laughs) space. No, no, we're not. We're good. We're live. Um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it clicked, you know, the harmonies, we, we was able to work out harmonies with with Maddie. I'd never been able to do that before. No, we was able to do, you know, work out harmonies because Maddie could jump up and do the tenor. So then that just left the baritone to either me or Caleb Mm -hmm. and, you know, and Zach, you know, being the phenomenal singer that he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, Zach could sing anything that he wants and, you know, kudos to him, you know, Zach top right now, you're probably, I know, I think he was, is maybe on tour with Dwight Yoakam. I, I know he's doing some shows. I yeah. know he's opening up for Dwight Yoakam, I think, but, yeah. uh, but he's uh, doing a lot of big stuff, been on the Opry several times now. And, and, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that band was, was so much fun and, and I tried really hard to to make the push. It was my idea to do Spigma. Um, I just had like uh, you know so much so much vision, so much plans for that band, and mm-hmm. and they were all. Uh, yeah. And that's the thing; they were on board for everything, but but there was just we were still young, still young, and everybody had you know plans everybody, for for doing something big but everybody had but everybody's road to get there was well, different well we all had ideas of how we it should be it done and we don't have to get in the weeds on that but it was no, great no and, and, and you know and I'm not trying to but I'm just trying to you know it, unfortunately it didn't work and you know I don't the band I don't But we think got a is, great album out of it at least I think I yeah. really enjoyed we cut that in 2 days mm-hmm. cut it all live cut, cut it, it live. 2 days Harmonies it was the first, yeah, it was the first first album that I'd ever been a part of that the vocals were cut live as we were playing live. Totally weird. And uh, um, I, 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 I don't, I can't remember the guy's name. Brad Binge. He was the engineer, but I don't remember whose studio it was. I know when we was in there, the guy had uh, like a lot of posters and stuff of, with uh, Brent Mason was on the posters oh. and stuff. He was a, a one. Of, he was a 
a Nashville guitar picker, like a yeah, uh, you know that, oh, I, that caliber. I of, thought it um, it wasn't it wasn't Brad. It wasn't Brad's. Oh, okay, no, was. he was just the engineer. Oh, okay, yeah, and he was able to you know he paid a fee or whatever to use oh, the studio. Yeah, I think you're right. But we did that, and that was. I think that that unit, you know, so we we started slowing down. We had a probably a good year um, where we were fairly busy. Uh, and it was good to be back together again with Zion, and we had played to, in that unit together. Um, but then Darty, uh, the New Balance things were kind of changing, and Caleb's like, "Man, I, I think I'm going to start my own band." Right? Is that well? There was not to not to go back, but that was well. That's kind of nice. Kind of like the same time frame, right? Like 2018, mm-hmm. 17. Darty took a year off. That would have been 17, and you know. Because that's when I came back to New Balance. Yeah. Daddy was gone. We got Matt Phelps. Yeah. With New Balance. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that would have been. Then, and you were playing with uh, Modern Tradition. Or, well, it was Mash Tag at that time. Mm-hmm. In 17 That's when y'all won Spigma. Or, yeah. Yeah. And then. Uh, yeah, we won it in 17. But, our, but the trophy here says 18 because they gave it to us. Oh, well, it no, says 17. 17 on the top, but 18 on the bottom. Yeah. Because that's when they presented it to us was the next year. And uh, and then 18, that was all kind of winding down. Uh, well, not really. We played, I think, 19 was a pretty good year. But then Caleb started, he started his band in that similar progress of time, right? If I remember. Yeah, because I was playing both. I was playing with both bands at yeah, the time. Yeah, because we know, had Modern play. Tradition was still doing. Mashtag, we changed our name from Mashtag. Well, it's actually hashtag Mashtag. Hashtag. Hashbrand. Um, but I advocated for Smothered the Kendrick. name change. Just, you know, I don't know. Yeah, just we, something a little bit more professional because I had I had big visions for the, the band and mm-hmm. I advocated for something that sounded maybe just a little bit more professional sounding. And then so we ended up going with Modern Tradition. And so, yeah, at that time I was playing with both. It was, you know, after Darty um, recorded his first country album, then right. he, him and Clark and got the idea to uh, put together a bluegrass band. Um, I was playing in both bands at that time. And you were too, right? I wasn't playing with Dart. I was playing with New Balance. Uh, and then in the end of 2018, but you were still playing with you were playing with Modern Tradition, though. Like you were a member, right? Or was you just filling in? I thought you were a member. The end of 2018 is when I started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, because I, it was in 2018 when we cut the album, or was it 19? Is the uh, spring of 19? Okay. And um, yeah, that would make sense. Mm-hmm. And the uh, but I was still playing with New Balance. That was the only thing that I was doing uh, was those two things at that time. Um, and so, you know, we were playing together in those two units, but New Balance was slowing down. Uh, Darty Band was picking up and you guys were kind of getting your footing and he was really starting to take off. Yeah. And, and, and Modern Tradition was really slowing down because we were kind of, you know, trying to figure out what was, what it would take to make it work. And we never landed there, but we were, uh, uh, unfortunately we were picking up, but at the same time we were letting down yeah it was a lot going Be- on because we had calls but mm-hmm. just getting money money was always sure. the issue well, because a lot of them were out west because zach was in he was either in colorado or washington yeah you know i think he lived in colorado but there'd be times he was you know be at his parents or something in washington yeah, somebody was flying every time yeah we was literally all in different states mm-hmm. we had tennessee missouri indiana 
Colorado or and then Washington or whatever. Mm-hmm. But so money was always an issue for that band, unfortunately, because we just didn't have a uh, a central area where we could meet up. I mean, honestly, <laughs> our central area that we met up was Colorado. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, <clears throat> and uh, we'd fly into Denver, and that's where everybody would meet up. But it. Uh, it was such a shame that was that band had so much potential and I had so much fun, but up until Darty Band, that was the band I had the mo- most fun with with mm-hmm. modern with modern tradition. Yeah. And then you know where I'm at right now is and then so my Darty Band cut that first record in eighteen. Man, I can't remember. Yeah, that sounds right. We're gonna make so. that canon. Yeah, it, I think for all so. you guys taking notes, <coughs> I Wikipedia, so. this is for you. Yeah, um, we. So I was not a part of that band. Uh, it was uh, you, Clerkin, Caleb, and, yes, and that, that was, was it. it. That uh, was it. Trying to lock down members at that time, and then it wasn't shortly after that. You know, uh, modern tradition. We we didn't do anything else, and uh, we stopped uh, trying to pursue that. And uh, I kind of just kind of floated for a while. I mean, we still did some New Balance stuff, um, um, but then if y'all remember, twenty twenty. Things changed. Yeah, and, that uh, kind of that shot got a little weird. That shot Darty Ben right in the foot. Yeah, it shot a lot of things in the foot, and everybody kind of put a hiatus on some stuff. Because um, we were Darty Ben was picking up ahead of steam. Yeah, it was. We were chugging on. You took on Zach Collier, Kyle Ramey, mm-hmm. filled out the band, and uh, that would have been the first year that all of that would have went down. And see, we were still playing. As New Balance, some, you know, it would really slow down because you were busy. We, and when we were both playing with Modern Tradition, uh, then it when we were both booked, New Balance, that's two members down. It just left Matt and Garrett. And, a, you know, you could do a bass guitar thing, I'm sure. Matt, <laughs> Matt's caliber and personality, I guarantee you could. Absolutely. But so we just... That slowed down and, and, and really never picked back up. And so we played some local stuff and would play Meadow Green every now and again. Played with Darren Wasson a bunch. And, uh, yeah, that kind of helped fill the void. It did. I love Darren. And we still play with Darren from uh, yeah, time to time. Dearly. I wish. I mean, I, I'm excited to be at the fly-in, you know, to play with uh, Kenny and Amanda, Don, and Caleb and make a bunch of money. Um, but I would, I'm would. i really tore up on missing Crowfest this year. Yeah. I'm really sad. That's, uh, a, bittersweet. that's a sore subject. I know. I'm sad. But but I, I understand. The Wassons probably hate me now. Well. I love you. It's okay. Um, maybe next year, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Well, I, yeah. I understand why, what's going on. Just, yeah. I'm excited for, for what's going to happen. But yeah, I, I hope, honestly. Because I, mean, I would be playing with Darren at Crowfest. Exactly. Know, if well, we weren't. Well, we would probably be at Crowfest playing. Yeah, that's honestly. also true. Maybe next year. But uh yeah, yeah, because, d- dude, Crowfest is such a cool... Oh, it's so awesome. I hope and I wish the best for that festival. Me too. You know, just, you know, for the legend of, you know, J.D. of who mm-hmm. he is and stuff. And, and what what a better family to put it on than oh the Wassons. Oh, You know. They've been so good to us. Yeah. And we love them so much. Yeah. But, uh, so, now fast forward to here we are. Let's see. Wait, it was 2021? I guess. Um, yeah. Because the, I think, let's see, but we're in 2023 now, so Noodle would have went with Dar- uh, Daly and Vincent in 2022. Yeah. Because he's been with them for about a year Yeah, now. a little over a year. And Zach left to go play with Volume 5. Yeah, the, which was another thing I was going to say earlier. 
it was a weird time for us because I remember talking to Kent Todd and Harry Clark was leaving volume five. That, oh, was, yeah. that was kind of another thing yeah. that, you know, IBM may opened up a lot of doors for us. Well, so you, you had the potential opportunity to go with special C- consensus yeah, at the time uh-huh. because, uh, what's his Dustin. face? Dustin was leaving. Yeah, Dustin was leaving and, and I was playing guitar at the time. Yeah. Rick was playing mandolin yeah. and, uh, Greg and everybody, they came down and watched and, um, but Rick wanted to end up. Rick wanted to play. He was. He's a great guitar player, as you know, because you hear his power of love right now. He's kicking butt. But he um, he builds guitars and he wanted to play guitar. So they. That's when they hired Nick Dumas yeah. to play mainland, which we we're good friends with Nick. And um, but I thought, but Kent Todd was close with Glenn Harold. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Would you? You know, do you want to do that?" Yeah. And I said, "But yeah." Yeah, Kent Todd was the fiddle player for Blue Mafia, yeah. in case you didn't know. And, uh, but somehow I missed the boat on that. And um, Yeah, didn't, did Aaron Ramsey just start playing? Or, or Jacob, Jacob Burleson. Jacob Burleson he was, was playing, yeah, yeah, he started playing mainland. And, um, which Jacob's, he's yeah, he's, he, phenomenal he, he, he's too. a great musician. Probably closer logistically, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Alabama's that makes way not more sense. Indiana. No, no, I'm glad that you didn't. also, um, I'm glad that played didn't with work Clay. Out. And Corey Hensley, you had quite a, actually quite a bit. That was a busy time for me. Yeah, it was. IBMA opened up a lot of opportunities for me. Mm-hmm. Caleb Darty opened up a lot of opportunities for me. That's how the Corey Hensley thing worked mm-hmm, out. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, this daggone pop filter. I like Corey a lot. Corey's a cool dude. Yeah, I'm not um, mad. Obviously, Clay is such a cool dude. Clay Hess. Yeah, Clay Hess. He's such a cool guy. Clay Walker. Clay. Hess. And uh, no, Clay's he's but okay. I, you, you know, I. He's going to be at this show I'm playing Saturday. Clay Hess's. Mm-hmm. Yep. In Glenville with Keenan in my end. Mm-hmm. God, you'll have fun at that. Funny guy, man. With Clay. Oh, my gosh. With Kenny. Both Clay and Kenny. Oh, man. I hope they wrestle each other. They probably will. I hope. Just find a just big old mud <laughs> hole over there and, and just waller Who around knows? with each other. These guys are nuts. Literally. But if you, you all get the chance, I don't even know where you could find it on YouTube, but there's a video back of, I think it's uh, Bluegrass First Class. <laughs> there's a going. video of uh, Seldom Scene was playing, and at that time, Don Rigsby and Kenny Smith was playing with Lonesome River Band. <laughs> and now keep in mind, Bluegrass First Class is literally what it says. Like, that is a very nice It's first festival. class, baby. It's, it's indoors. It's, it's a very professional setting, and we love playing there, mm-hmm. but... <laughs> Kenny Smith and Don Rigsby go up on stage and one of them has soup beans written with Sharpie on their belly and the other one has cornbread yeah. written on their belly with yeah, man. Sharpie and they get on stage and they start dancing while the seldom scene is shirtless is playing shirtless they just were up there dancing just just having a good old man. time at bluegrass first class I mean and you know those guys were just high on life. Oh my gosh, high on life. Yeah, they're just nuts. That's the thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I was trying to, I, I was trying to say it in a way like, no, nah, dude, it was not drug induced. No, it was not drug induced. That's what I was trying to get by by saying they're high just on life. crazy. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they're crazy. <laughs> no, both of them, great Christian men. I mean, they're wonderful guys, and I'm very honored to know them both. And they, yeah, they, uh, Kenny talks, he talks about that some, and I asked him about it I, one time, and he's like, yeah, he said. Uh, you know, um, that 
they just they were just so ready to be silly. I don't know. It was just wild. He, I, I don't know if it was something to do with it being first class and like wanting to not wear like told not to wear jeans and stuff like that. It had to be like really prompt and proper. I don't know. And I, don't uh, know. I think that's what he said. I could be wrong if I, I'm not trying to paint Kenny in a bad light, but. They definitely, they got up there and they, they had a good time and it is wild. It just, I, I, I kind of wish that bluegrass would get back to that because, you know, with bluegrass first class being such a, not a fancy place, but like, you know, the name says it all. I mean, it's first class, but like, I mean, I wish that the band members and stuff felt like they were able to yeah, yeah. To it's cut just, up and be silly like that, you know, sure. and, it, and it not be like frowned upon. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I mean, like, it was they probably were just frowned upon. <laughs> we're being honest. I mean, <laughs> but looking back, it's hilarious. Yeah, but the but the crowd probably thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I'm well, sure also at the, the guys time, it's seldom seen. We're probably dying. Yeah. I mean, just because they're just a bunch it, of nuts. Kenny too. did tell me that at the time there was some sort of like pop culture reference to that. There was some guy who had just uh, ran out on live TV without his shirt on, had some kind of protest written on his shirt. Oh, good grief. And so when they ran out, that was everybody got it. They knew what they were, you know, referencing. Yeah. And so they ran out there and then they just started dancing and started being stupid, yeah. you know. I'm so far out of left field on all that stuff. I have no clue. So I would have probably been like, <laughs> just laughing because they were naked on yeah, stage. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's hilarious. Look at that guy's belly. It's bigger than mine. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but but anyway, if y'all can find that on on the YouTube's, it's a it's a good watch. But, yeah, uh, and so to get back to where we, <laughs> this is gonna be a long one, guys. Sorry, uh, we're just having fun. It's a lot of fun just going through this timeline. But so 2021, uh, Zach Collier leaves the Darty Band. The his last show is Sam Jam, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, 2021. Yeah. And uh, and that's when I was like, I played bass twice in high school, and um, <laughs> I'm close. And uh, here we are again. Yep. The yep, one two together. punch, baby. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's nice to be able to be, you know, having you play bass because like there's a show coming up, Wolf Farm Jam. That that uh, yeah, next that, weekend. I don't know if it's a private gig or not. Yeah. I, I have no idea, but. Uh, but you're playing banjo on that. And, Show enough. And and Zach actually is playing bass. Mm-hmm. And uh, he just called Darty up. He's like, hey, I'm free this weekend. Blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, is how that went. And then, you know, which is the nice part about Darty Band because, like, it's like those guys are still members. It's been great. Yeah. But they're, but they're it's you been know. the most mature experience, really, yeah. that we've had. Um, and we've had a lot of, I'm not knocking anybody. We were just, we were grown. Like I'm more mature now than I've ever been, uh, in a lot of ways. I think that's why I'm having the most fun now. Yeah. Because like when Zach left, you know, uh, it's no hard feelings when, when Kyle was like, Hey, I'm going to go play with Daly and Vincent, uh, no hard feelings. Yeah. And it's so great, um, to like not be, you know, these guys aren't villain, villainized, like, like happens so many times it does in bluegrass. It's like, well, if this guy leaves, then he's our mortal enemy. It's like, God, we're just all trying to work. Yeah. It's just a job. Yeah. You know, if, if the money's not working for you, you know, yeah. it, you know, and you got to go where it is, man, any you reason you would is, quit your job at McDonald's or Walmart, it's the same thing. <laughs> it doesn't matter, man. I'm not going to hate you for that. You know? No, that's why you're picking up with Don Rigsby All right. and Kenny Smith, Kenny Man Smith. And yeah. They've stuff. got, they've got, their guys are, they've got other things going on. Yeah. You know, and that's kind of, you know, we're not necessarily trying to take 
a Darty Band's not trying to take a back seat by no means. No. Our just our bookings are not what they were, and we're hoping that they get back, you know, to well, we're all a, just a different, you know, and yeah, and and all of us are working. If you're going to do stuff, anything in this industry, if I've learned anything, just got to play with whoever you want to and can, mm-hmm. and whoever will let you. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, that's you know, it's 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 nice because Kyle Ramey has mm-hmm. been back. You know, playing several shows with us because he's kind of on. Yeah, this summer he's kind of fun. on vacation, I guess. Yeah, uh, the way he puts it, you know, they have just a, a you know, I don't know how. That's what he said. Yeah, vacation I, this summer. Yeah, I don't know how and, uh, their next show is in August. I think is what he said. You know how all that works, but that's nice. So we've, you know, it, it just, you know, he comes back in and it's just like, I don't know, the guys they left, but they the never. Boys left. are back in town. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, for sure. Zach will be playing another show with y'all and. <laughs> uh, August, because I'm playing the next day in Tennessee with oh he is Kenny and Amanda, and I oh, okay. can't make the the U turn quick enough. Yeah, I think it's uh, Coburn. I think it's Ralph too. Oh, Ralph too. Yeah. yeah, and so I'll be. Yeah, the hills at home. Yeah, that's such a cool name. I will not be there. Sorry, but uh, but yeah, so that's kind of our story, and here we are. Yeah, I mean that rounds it back, I and mean, this is where that's what we've been doing, and it's yeah. been so fun to play together i mean there's been times where we've wanted to kill each other um but that's not it's been a long time that was mostly when i was young and stupid and when you were young and stupid mostly me um (laughs) but we've uh we've we've worked through most of that i think yeah but uh but yeah we uh We've had a little bit of a musical journey. I'm glad you brought up the whole mash tag thing because that was yeah, a, that's a big that's part. That's a very big oh man, big part of our musical journey Gosh. was was the three or four year stint there of man, really and, hitting and, the and IBM main some, scene. Some of the friendships and you know, like I am that opened so up a lot thankful. of doors. Yeah, well, I'm just so thankful for the people that it that a it friendships, not necessarily to. music. Right. Yeah, uh, friendship wise, I'm just so thankful so for people. that. Like Maddie and and like she's become a steadfast friend for both of us. Yeah, and I'm just I'm really thankful for that and through maddie we've you know got to know harry better and some of these other guys uh you know down there and i'm so proud of them for what they're doing playing with dan now and yeah uh, east nash grass dude they're killing it you yeah. know those guys zach's super busy uh with his country stuff you know and that's great and wyatt uh him and and uh, mason rubel just started a new band um oh really yeah and uh so that was really cool and then get, getting to meet you know some of these other guys through all that. i don't know it's just really it, I was talking with Will McSevney, um, North Country, uh, Skyline Records, um, owner, president, CEO, uh, Thirst Trap. I don't know. Um, he, uh, I was talking with him in Wenatchee about it's just really cool to see our friends doing well. Yeah, and you know, the one thing that they all have in common, mm. they're not. Either they're not married or they're married and they don't have kids. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Because <laughs> hmm. I, uh, I don't. You, you could do whatever you wanted to, man. <clears throat> Back then, well, uh, I don't know how these guys do it professionally that have a wife and kids and are gone for a lot of time. I, I, I don't know how they Incredible do it. Incredible spouses. Well, I mean that, but I mean, it's just like, gone. I miss my kids. Mm-hmm. Like I dread. Well, yeah, there's that too. I dread like if we go on just a you know a weekend mm-hmm. sprint where we do like a Friday Saturday or a Thursday Friday Saturday or whatever the case is. Like I dread that being away from Man, the kids in my recliner. We, put a, we should put know? up a poll on YouTube or Facebook and see if these people would like to hear an episode with the wives. 
about time like being oh, gone. Lord. man that'd be chaotic but it'd probably be pretty good like what it's like when uh, when y'all are gone. i mean i don't have a wife so I'm scot free, <laughs> <We can>, baby. <laughs> we can we can call in a favor or something, get one to speak on your behalf. Yeah, if you were married <laughs> to him, what would you think it would be like? Yeah, that would be fun. I don't know. We'll put up a poll. We'll see what you guys we'll want. See, yeah, we'll figure something out there. That that's a good idea. Yeah, um, the wives of the band, man, crazy. But uh, yeah, I mean, so I mean, kudos to all. All of them, like so it, grateful. It, I'm it, so grateful. It's just we've been so blessed to to be able to play music together for so many years. I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't have had it any other way. I don't. I don't think that I would be the musician I am without you. Right. Um. You know, we've pushed each other so many years. I mean, and and in so many different ways. And so that's been really great. And it's so so cool to be able to take that into other places um, for other other musicians. And uh, yeah, kind of give them a taste of yeah. Because the one thing that I could say is is you know there ain't been a band that we've played with that's had a bad lead singer. I'm thankful for that. Yeah, it spoiled me. Has me too. Because like I don't like playing with Darty. Like I don't want to go play with anybody else. Yeah. No, if Russell. (laughs) Yeah. I. I, I, But in my current situation where I'm in, I wouldn't be able to do it. But uh, you know, just like. there ain't many people that could call me and say, "Hey, you know, I've got 150 dates, and you'll make X amount of money. Yeah, Come do it. No. I don't know that I would do it. It would be hard. Dar- he's Darty is just one of the best singers that you'll ever. I think that you'll ever hear singing any genre. Just because yeah. he he's just got such a such a talent <clears throat> and stuff, and and obviously Zach Top. Yeah, same way Matt Phelps, same way same Ronnie way. Deaton was. Yeah, a great I feel singer. like we we kind of skirted around Matt Phelps in this episode a little too too lightly because it was a busy time. But yeah. Matt Phelps was an incredible, is an incredible friend and musician. Yeah, um, and we loved playing with him with New Balance. Mm-hmm. But um, he's another one of those that can sing. Check can, out his band Bourbon Revival; they are crushing it right now, playing everywhere. Yep. But uh, I think we're, I don't know how long this episode is. <laughs> we should right. probably wind her down. Yeah, I reckon I so. I think that's it, though. I mean, there's yeah, not, we, nothing else to tell right now. We, we're still playing with Darty yeah. uh, as much as we can, you know, together. And um, yeah, we got uh, hope to do that a lot more. Things pick up, you know, at the end of this month and then, uh, you know, throughout the rest of the year a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm booked but, every uh, weekend between now and like after Labor Day. Good grief. It's crazy. I just took a job as. A teacher, so and we're working together. Yeah, at the and, school. Yeah, and we, uh, and we work at the I same work, school. Yeah. You know? <laughs> well, uh, we worked at the. We me and Zion worked together uh, in uh, our meat department. Yeah. For a few years, Kelly, dude. How yeah, are we not because, sick of each other? Uh, I think we. we yeah, might because have got I was there. I was managing the department there in Seymour, and it come time I needed to hire some help. <laughs> And I was Our like, last hey. names were different, so he's like, hey, yeah. I got this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, so he came to work for us over there. That just and, hit me. And, That's uh, funny. And he's the main... Uh, our kid... My, not our kids. My kids go to the school, and Caleb ended up being the maintenance man over there. And uh, now that my son is getting ready to go to school there as well, I uh, am finally putting my degree to use. Woo-hoo. And... and uh, Starting a job as a teacher, and uh, so that's kind of, you know, 
the position that Darty Bandry in right now is, is, is pretty comfortable for me. So I, yeah, I'm able to take this new job and, and still be able to play music on the weekends and stuff like that. So working together and we're working together again. Mm. That means I can get him to put together my chairs and my mm-hmm. desks and all that stuff for me. And probably have some pick and breaks here and there. <clears throat> right. I told one of the teachers, I said in my classroom, I said, I'm going to have a, you know how like you have inside recess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was gonna put like a music corner. Oh, absolutely! And just have I was gonna go buy like an Indiana guitar oh, man, or something sure. cheap or something. Oh and, heck yeah! And just something like that, and put in the corner. And then one of the teachers was like, nah, "I like it quiet now." <laughs> and uh, I think it was Mrs. Seidner, but I'm not sure. But uh, I mean, we got doors. Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna soundproof that area. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh, you mean you're going to soundproof that area, or is the maintenance man, aka me, going to yeah. soundproof that? You're going to wait a minute. Let's run by. There. Let's let's talk about that. But uh, but no, it's funny. Yeah, we're back working together at uh, Columbus Christian School. Crazy. And, uh, anyhow, so we'll wrap things up here, and uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Caleb Darty Band on Facebook. Check us out our website, calebdarty.com. You can see where we're going to be and uh, buy some of our albums on there. You, um, nice. Not all. Not all. I know. Some. I think Burnt to Sawmill Down and some of his country stuff is on there, but uh, definitely go check out um, calebdarty.com and uh, check us out on all your streaming platforms. You can listen to our music and material there and make sure you spread the word about the podcast. You can listen to it on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, <laughs> Spotify, and Spotify for podcasters. Yeah, definitely subscribe uh, on YouTube. Like it, share it, like yeah. get it out there. Um, we'd like to really, I mean, we really enjoy this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I know sometimes it's lengthy and rambling, but if you're like driving or running or working or whatever you're doing while you're listening to this you know first of all thanks but yep, second yep. of all you know we just we like doing it so we'd like to keep doing it and as long as you guys are like interacting with it and we can see that yeah mm-hmm. we're gonna keep doing it yep so we greatly appreciate you all that have listened to us and stuck with us i know this is probably going to be a pretty lengthy episode yeah. here and uh but our musical journey has, has been a lengthy one, so we hope you've We're enjoyed this one here. And, and, and we we missed having Caleb Darty mm-hmm. as a pod, uh, uh, as a part of this podcast here today. But uh, but he'll definitely for sure be on the next one. And, Maybe I don't and, know. Uh, I, I had a lot of fun without him. <laughs> I don't know. There's not enough room for two Caleb's on this no. podcast. Yeah, man. We uh, my uh, if I can make it happen, we're going to probably record a bunch. I'd like to get might, might try to get Jeremy Cole to jump up and do a, a podcast with us. At, uh, that'll be wild. At Marshall, if we can make it happen. J Cole. He's a He's a busy man, but uh, but anyhow, we'll wrap things up here. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. Again, my name is Zion Napier. I'm Caleb Smith. Yep, Caleb Smith. <laughs> we'll see you all in the next episode. Okay, love you. Bye. With heavy heart, I headed for that part of gold. And don't cross the border to the Gulf of Mexico.